This is Pioneering Today with Upper Skagit's own Melissa K. Norris, inspiring your faith and your pioneer roots here in the beautiful North Cascade Mountains on KSVU 90.1 Community Radio. On today's episode of Pioneering Today, we're going to be talking about the dangers of GMOs, genetically modified food. So you've probably heard this terminology GMOs lately in the news, um, online. It's kind of, it's becoming a big issue, a big buzzword. And you might not exactly understand or know necessarily what that means. You know, what, what does, what is GMO? So GMO is genetically modified organisms. And what that means is, and what people are referring to today, and that's really talking about and becoming a big concern and a big issue is they're talking about GMO foods and GMO seeds. So what that means is there are three, there's three types of seeds that plants are grown from, our food sources growing from. So to understand what GMOs are, I'm going to give you a little bit of a background and some information on the three, the three types. So one type is GMO. And then the first type that you probably have heard the term of before is called heirloom or heritage seeds. And those are the seeds that our great grandparents had that they found in the tombs of Egypt. You know, those are the seeds that, that God created that have been here since the beginning of the world, since the world was created. So then the second type of seeds that we have are hybrid seeds and hybrid seeds were created when in about the 1940s, when farmers, when the world's population really exploded and commercial farming became kind of more of, of a thing, hybrid seeds were created. And they were created for a couple different reasons. Um, hybrid seeds are where you have two species of the, of the same plant, so the same plant family. So say you have, you know, one kind of zucchini and then another kind of zucchini. And so in, in a lab done by scientists, not done by natural cross-pollination out in nature. You have scientists will take from one of the plants, they call them the, the parent plant of the female, and then one from the male, and they will they will inject and cross-pollinate them together done in a controlled lab environment. And the reason for this is they try to take the best traits from each plant and combine them into one. So some of those traits can be one plant might have more natural resistance to a certain disease or fungus and so they'll they'll try to put that trait into the plant another one can be one might be more of a prolific producer so it might have a higher crop yield one of them might be visually prettier uh you know you know when you're looking at your produce at the grocery store you pick out the usually you know the biggest reddest best looking tomato if you're looking at tomatoes, you know, you don't want the one that's all kind of botchy and wrinkly looking or is misshapen. You know, we, we generally are kind of a society that we want our stuff to look pretty and we want the best. <laughs> so that's what happens when we're shopping. We try to pick the best stuff. So scientists were trying to take this stuff so that, so that if you picked their plant, that it would have the best all around. So that's what your hybrid seeds are. And there's nothing wrong with hybrid seeds. Hybrid seeds don't hurt you. They're not harmful or anything like that. But some of the reasons that I am not particularly fond of hybrid seeds is one is they tend to be sterile. 
And so what I mean by that is if you try to save the seed to replant it next year so you don't have to buy the seed again in the store, or if say, let something happened and, you know, the stores weren't able to get seeds, you know, if there was some kind of, you know, huge disaster where all of our shipping and stuff broke down and you weren't able to go to the store, the stores couldn't give vegetable seed, you wouldn't be able to save the seed from the hybrid vegetables um, that you've purchased or you have in your home or that you're growing to replant next year. Now you can try and save the seed. And you can try and plant it. And most times it just won't grow. But if it does grow, it won't be the same. It'll have diff- it'll revert back to its grandparent plant. It'll, it'll pick up the traits from the most dominant plant of the two species that were combined. So one year, and this was before I really got into heirloom gardening and understanding what heirloom gardening was, we had some zucchini and I hadn't picked the last ones. We had like an early frost or something. And so they just kind of stayed out there and I just left them out in the garden and I just didn't ever bring them in because they were right. And so we rototilled up the, the ground the next spring and we got ready to plant. We just rototilled everything back in and we got everything planted. And I noticed that I had some zucchini plants come up where I hadn't planted any. I'm like, well, that's really weird. And I'm like, oh, they're volunteers. They came up from last year's plants. I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. Extra vegetables without the effort, right? So it didn't bother me any. And so they actually came up first and they had their first zucchini of the season were on these plants, these volunteer plants. So I was really excited. They're gorgeous, beautiful, nothing, you know, pretty, really dark green, looked great. And so we picked them and brought them in the house and, and, you know, chopped them up, got ready. And we tried, oh my goodness, we tried to eat those things. They might look pretty. They were so bitter. I don't care how you tried to prepare them. You could not eat them. And that's the problem with hybrid seeds. They don't stay true to the same form every year. If they do come up at all, then they can be sterile. So, and then the other thing with hybrid seeds is the companies and the scientists that, that make them is they're very secretive about which plants that they actually, you know, which species that they, that they did, that they used to, to cross pollinate. So that's not something that, that can be replicated. You know, if a company has that hybrid and it has produced it, then they, they basically kind of own that, you know, that's their thing. And so you end up paying usually a little bit more money. Um, so that's your second kind of seed. So the first we had was heirloom. Second is hybrid, which is also known as a F1. If you're looking in seed catalogs or different things, and you'll see some of these terms, uh, and then the third one, which we're going to talk about today, is GMO seeds. And GMO seeds are nothing like hybrid seeds. GMO seeds are very new um, to the to the market and into our food system. GMO seeds are injected with DNA from completely unrelated species. So this means that they can and are injected with animal cells viruses, bacteria. GMO plants can be sprayed with pesticides and because of their altered DNA, they won't be killed. So you can have this huge cornfield and you can just take a plane that's full of pesticides and have them fly over and just spray everything that's in the field to kill the weeds And you don't have to worry about it killing your plants. And you're not out there doing it by hand or anything like that. So that's one of the reasons that GMOs are being used. So they inject the pesticides. They absorb it when they're sprayed with it. And then we ingest the chemicals because it doesn't kill these GMO seeds because they have been genetically engineered, basically, and injected with stuff so that that it doesn't kill them. 
So I don't know about you, but when I think of something that has been injected so that it's not killed by a pesticide, and then it's sprayed heavily with a pesticide, but it doesn't hurt the plant, and then I'm going to be eating that and putting it into my body, my kids' body, and my family, that is just disgusting. So not only is it bad because it's on the plant and it's ingested, because they're spraying the whole area because they know that the plant will be fine, that they're trying to grow, the bugs that eating these plants are being harmed as well. And then farmers who, um, GMO corn is, is probably one of the biggest things right now that's being grown um, commercially and that's, that we're getting is in the food supply is GMO corn. And so farmers that fed their pigs and the GMO corn feed they saw that their piglets were dying and they were having a whole bunch of disease running through their herds. And as soon as they stopped feeding them the GMO corn, then everything was fine. And so, you know, it makes you pause and wonder, okay, well, if it's doing all this damage to herds, what is it going to do to us? And not only that, but the soil is being ruined. So these areas where they're planting these GMO crops and then they're spraying them heavy with the pesticides, what weeds do end up surviving are then becoming immune to the chemical and the pesticides that are being used so heavily. So then you're getting super weeds that's not going to be able to kill, that's going to affect our other crops. Um, so to give you an example on the, the GMO, um, corn is corn is one of the heavily ones that's, that's being planted and used right now. So GMO sweet corn is genetically engineered to be herbicide resistant and it also produces its own insecticide which is a toxin so i want you to think about that for a minute this plant produces an insecticide and then we're supposed to eat it and it's engineered to be that way I mean, it sounds like something that should be in like a sci-fi movie or a book or something, but this is going on right now and it's, it's in our food sources. So the danger, especially with corn being our major, the major GMO product is, is, is twofold. One, you probably heard talk about, especially for health reasons, is high fructose corn syrup. So any, that's made from GMO corn. (laughs) So anything not, you know, it might not necessarily be something you would normally think of being a corn product, but if it has high fructose corn syrup in it, chances are it's genetically modified corn. And so you're getting it that way. And the second thing is corn of all your plants, um, most plants, if they're not self-pollinating, then they need cross-pollination. And that can happen through, uh, you know, bees, insects, um, you've heard, and, all, and that kind of a thing. Well, corn is also wind pollinated. And the thing with corn is, is it can cross-pollinate up to a five-mile radius. So it's really huge. So all this genetically modified corn that's being growing in these cornfields, any other, you know, small farmer or just, you know, home that has their own home garden next to it, then their corn is being cross-pollinated with this GMO corn and they don't even realize it. And so most of the companies that are doing, the big company right now that's doing the GMO and pushing for it, um, you've probably heard this before, is Monsanto. Monsanto is a chemical company that is responsible. They are the people who made Agent Orange. And so they are now making some of our food source. Just knowing that a chemical company that made Agent Orange is now in charge of making food, this GMO food, is enough to cause concern for me. I'm, 
And so the other thing that GMO also uh, Monsanto did is they went in on their genetically modified corn and they have a um, patent on it. So they can sue a farmer if they are found to have any kind of corn species growing on their farm that tests to have their GMO strain on it. They can sue that farmer for using their patented seed, even if that farmer's corn was not planted from GMO seed but was cross-pollinated because he was in five-mile radius of this GMO corn. So that means that a whole lot of farmers can be put out of business and could be paying a whole lot of money for something that they didn't do. So that means Monsanto is making even more money off this horrible product. And it also means that they are gonna, they could potentially have a monopoly on our food source. And so that's kind of a bad thing in and of itself, too. I mean, a monopoly on our food source, they can charge whatever they want. I mean, we've already seen an increase in grocery prices, it seems. You know, everything's went up. And so to think that a, that a company could potentially sue all the farmers and then be the only ones producing the corn, that's kind of a, a very scary thought. Um, so I want to tell you about a website, which is called non-gmoproject.org and they have a lot a lot of great resources for learning more about GMO stuff so the high-risk crops for GMO right now is alfalfa canola corn cotton papaya soy sugar beets and approximately 25,000 acres of zucchini and yellow summer squash uh, in the United States of GMO right now, and they have a list of all this of all that. But GMOs, there's 50 other countries: Japan, China, and Europe have all banned GMOs. But the U.S. has not banned GMOs. They took the reports that they were safe, and the reports were done from the chemical company Monsanto that created them and is going to benefit from the money of them being sold. So. I also want to tell you um, another kind of scary thing is, is we had on the bill was that any GMO products that had them in there on the store shelves should be labeled. That they had GMO products in them, so then we could make the choice and we would know. Well, unfortunately, on Easter Sunday of this year, President Obama signed the Monsanto Protection Act. And what that means basically is um, you can you can you know Google it and you can actually find the wording. But basically, it says that if a court orders that GMO seeds are unsafe, that they cannot force Monsanto to destroy their crops. So their GMO products become above the reach of our judicial system. And if their products are as safe as they say it is, then why would they need any protection against lawsuits that that might come from the safety of their plants is is my thing. Um, So now you should have a good understanding of what GMOs are and why they're dangerous. So how to avoid GMOs is obviously anything with high fructose corn syrup in it, stay away from, not just for the other health reasons, but because of the GMO. Um... If you buy organic products, most of them do not have any GMO sourcing in them at all. So you're pretty safe anytime you do organic. And of course, um, if you listen to our previous episode, if you grow your own food at home and you buy heirloom seeds, then you know that you're not getting any GMO products that way. 
Um, and also one of our the local stores, and, and I believe that they're nationwide actually, is um, Trader Joe's has a thing on their website that any of their Trader Joe brand products in their stores are all GMO free. So that's one place that you know um, that you don't have to worry about them being HMOs. And on the um, website, the nongmoproject.org, they have a list of brands that are GMO free. And they also um, have products that have pledged and they have um, a little logo that say that they have joined the non-GMO and that they are promising that their products don't have any GMOs in them. So you can go on there and look at the, the different stores that are listed on there or the dip by brand and product. And so then when, when you are out shopping, then you can go by this list and then you can know that it's GMO safe. So basically with, with the GMOs to protect ourselves is we're going to have to do it ourselves, and we're going to have to do it by not purchasing the products that have the GMO plants in them. And if we do that and Monsanto and realizes that they're not going to make any money off of this stuff because anybody, nobody re- will buy it, refuses to purchase it, then that's about the only way that we can get it to go away. I also would urge you, you know, to write your, to write your, um, congressman about it, um, because the danger is once these GMO plants are released into nature is we don't know how they're going to cross pollinate with the other plants. And we don't know what could possibly happen um, because it's not a natural thing. There's actually a, a GMO salmon that's trying to be put on the market now. Um, it's a genetically modified salmon that, that they want to feed people. So, Um, If you've heard the terms GMO or you've heard about Monsanto and you weren't exactly sure what it all meant, I hope you have a better understanding now of that. Um, And so the heirloom seeds we talked about, and that's what I'm going to be talking about in our next episode. So I hope that that you will tune in for that and you'll find out about that. That's it for this edition of Pioneering Today with Melissa K. Norris. Join us next time on KSVU 90.1 Upriver Community Radio.